Welcome to an episode of Meeting of the Gold Mines, a brand new podcast hosted by a group of degenerates who all root for the only professional basketball team in Los Angeles that's worth talking about. <laughs> we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the really fucked up shit. We do things differently on this podcast. Don't worry, we will cover all things Lakers. We'll have your analytics, we'll talk salary cap, we'll talk about the rookies, the old guys, and even the front office. We're also going to talk pop culture, music, film, and if it's a funny story, even some politics. But our goal is to always make this shit entertaining. So like the late great Dr. Buss used to say there in all those nights in the forum club, it's showtime bitches. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, my good people? You guys, you guys already know this is Born Rebel, aka Zen. I am the proprietor of Zen's Infused Treats and gotta welcome you to episode 13. We are now in the teenage years. Episode 13 of Purpling Gold Mines. And yeah, we got a dope lot of lots of stuff going on. It is the we are recording this on the first day of October, the greatest month ever. Uh, is pumpkin spice season, it is Libra season, it is Halloween season. All right, Tony, I see that face about pumpkin spice. We will get there in a minute, but it <laughs> it is also 10 days from my birthday. So October is my favorite month of the year. I love it. I am feeling good. You can follow me at Rebel He Is on Twitter slash X app. But I don't do this alone. I got the PGM crew with me. Got the coach, KB Brown. You can follow him at KBBRWN22 on Twitter. KB, what's up, brother? Not much. How are you, man? What's on your PGM? Man, a lot of things happening in the NBA, so looking forward to talking about it. All right, all right. Hey, we got Tone back with us. Last month, it was her birthday. Uh, what, Virgo season? Uh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Virgo season. Ah, Virgo season. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. She, she still ain't sober. But you know what? Happy belated birthday to Tone. And you can follow you can follow her on Twitter at TO. That and with that's with two N's, three A's, and four Y's. Tone. How are you doing, darling? How um happy belated birthday. How was the festivities for you? The month-long festivities. Very much so. Let me tell you, from the 1st to the 31st, and September only got 30 days, I'm in it to win it, okay? I'm only getting older, so you you know you got to kind of live it like it's your last. Hey, life is good. What's on your PGM? What's on your purple in? What's on your purple in gold mine? I think I speak for everyone when I say the offseason isn't over. The offseason isn't over to the fat lady sings. That's what's on my PGM mine today. All right, all right. And the newest member, newest member to the PGM crew, 
Um, it is long overdue. We got playoff, playoff mode. He was in off-season mode, but now he's in playoff <laughs> mode. We got lots to talk about. Um, you can follow him at Retro. What's the rest? Uh, D3X for Dex with a three. All right. You heard him loud and clear. Um, welcome to the crew, fam. Uh, he's also one of the co-hosts. We, you know, last week we uh, debuted uh, Purpling Gold Post. Originally it was supposed to be cover three, but you know what? Someone already took it. So it is called Purple and Gold Post. It's all football. Uh, you know what time it is. He's one of the three co-hosts with KB and the Context King. Brother, how are you, man? What's on your PGM? Doing good, man. It's, uh, you know, I've kind of been locked in the football season, obviously. Um, you know, check out Purple and Gold Post for sure. Uh, my team, um, the Bengals, have had a rough start to the season. Um, still trying to stay positive. Uh, but the, you know, basketball with all the moves that have been happening recently is it's coming in and taking some of the shine away from football. So excited to talk about it. Absolutely. And we're about to get um, we're about to get into that in a second. Um, and you know, I will say this about the Bengals because I am invested because I have Jamar Chase or fantasy football, but I need, I know Joe Burrow got his money. He got his money, <laughs> but I need, based upon how he's playing right now, I need him to kind of have his wardrobe reflect his play. I need his wardrobe to be a little humble. Like, you know, like, Hey, can we get a suit with just one color? <laughs> like, you know, just, just, just like kind of humble yourself with the, with the wardrobe. Now, once you get past 500, bring out the floral. Yeah. I'm with it. Bring out the zebra yeah. prints. But when, when you one and three, you know, you leave the, the pastels at home. I'm just saying. Uh, I see what you're saying. You know, Coach Prime famously said, you know, you look good, you play good. But um, Burrow hasn't really been living up, living up to that. So, like you said, maybe he needs to dial it back down and go back to the basics a little bit. And he can remember how to how to play football. (laughs) Humble yourself, humble yourself. But you know what? What's on my PGM is like, look, all right, I'm not trying to advocate people to be criminals, but. I know crime doesn't pay, and there's no point of stealing, all right? And if you can't pay for something, you shouldn't t- – if you can't pay for it, don't take it, all right? But last night I watched that Canelo and Charlo fight, right, through an illegal <laughs> hookup. Didn't pay a goddamn thing, right? But I still want my motherfucking money back. I still want my money back. All right. I I felt like I got robbed as well. (laughs) Like, it's like, you know, you know, something's bad when you feel you got robbed for something that was free. And like, first of all, like the first round, they were just like, all right, we're let's just get to know each other. No need to throw punches. It's like, you remember, you remember a while back. I know this is not the football show. You remember years ago? when Dak Prescott was doing that, that drill where it was like, he was like twitching on the field. Like yeah. he was, mm-hmm. that's how they looked in the first and second round. It's like, you, you want to throw a punch, but you don't like, they was doing like this little weird shoulder thing. And it was just like, um, just sitting there. It was just like, yeah. So like, I'm still looking for a refund. Uh, I don't know if I asked the people, the pay-per-view providers that I stole from, but I, I need a refund. Um, 
for what I should have paid. Yes, give me the back the money that I should have paid. So, so yeah. But you know what? We got a lot to talk about. Um, Dame, 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 Dame will be invading the four one four. If you don't know, that's the area code for Milwaukee. Um, the whole summer, you know. Uh, the whole summer, he's it was supposed to be Miami. That's where he wanted to go. And then in the, in the last week, we started to hear whispers about it might be Toronto. All of a sudden, uh, the Hornets came out of nowhere. We just start hearing rumblings from different teams in the Eastern Conference. I think at one point, um, you know, there was maybe a whisper about Brooklyn. Um, you know, Philly was was always a long shot because of the whole James Harden situation. We'll get to that later. But he ended up in Milwaukee. Dame and Giannis. Um, he, you know, he got traded like, you know, playoff. Uh, break down that trade. What? Well, uh, let folks know exactly what he got traded for. I know it was Drew Holiday. And uh, Grayson Allen, but what was the uh, the rest of the pieces in that trade? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you know, obviously Milwaukee lands the biggest part of the trade piece. Dame, um, Portland uh, ends up acquiring uh, Drew Holiday, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a twenty nine unprotected uh, Milwaukee first, and an unprotected uh, pick swap uh, from Milwaukee in twenty twenty eight and twenty thirty as well. And then lastly, uh, Phoenix picks up uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, uh, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. Crazy. Crazy. I Phoenix got better. Portland, obviously, we're going to get to more elements because, you know, folks know Drew Holiday got traded to the Celtics. We'll get to that later. But, um, you know, I'm going to ask everyone, start with KB. KB, you heard about this trade, man. What's your thought? What's your 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 first thoughts when you heard about the trade, man? Finally, it's over. <laughs> I'm tired. I was tired of hearing about him getting traded. He's been, you know, and I know a lot of people have already said this is old, but he's been seen saying, you know, PG making talk, talking about PG running from the grind, other players running from the grind, trading, trying to go somewhere else. And what do you know? He does it too. So now he's gone with Milwaukee. He better put up numbers. That's all I know. So I'm happy it's over. Onward and, and onward and forward. Tony, Dame to the Bucks. Millie Bucks, big Millie Bucks. Um, they kind of automatically become the favorite in the East to me. Um, they're kind of tied with the Celts with the move that they just made for Drew Holiday, which we'll get to later. But I'm with KB. I'm happy that it's over. I'm low-key happy it wasn't Miami. I hate to be honest, um, low-key. But I am happy for Dame to finally, to me, get a real chance at championship aspirations. Playoff, I know you broke down that trade, man. Like... You you look you break down that trade. You see everything that happened. What's how you feeling about it? I mean, it, you know, uh, like KB was saying, we've been waiting a long time for this to happen. Just kind of based on Dame and what's been said in the media and different insiders sharing information and updates. 
Um, and it was, you know, definitely the last domino, you know, the kind of fall that we've been waiting for. Um, I mean, I think obviously it's a, it's a really good move for Milwaukee. I am interested, you know, because I'm interested to see that's not where Dame wanted to go. I think it definitely was like a consolation prize. He, he his, his preferred destination was Miami. So I'm interested, interested to see, you know, obviously it's, it's the best chance, like Tony said, for him to actually win a championship, but does he really want to be there? And, you know, the optics, you know, um, previously we heard rumors, you know, that he didn't want to, he had the opportunity to potentially want, you know, potentially join the Lakers. And he didn't like the optics of joining, you know, Braun and AD. How does he feel about the optics of joining, you know, Giannis in Milwaukee? Um, and, you know, I think it, it you know, it kind of gets into a, a larger conversation about loyalty. You know, uh, Dame showed a lot of loyalty to the Portland organization. Um, I think he trusted them to move him um, to where he wanted to go, his preferred destination. Obviously, that's not how it ended up. Um so, you know, loyalty between a player and an organization. And ultimately, this is a reminder that it's a business. And, you know, organizations are going to do what's in their best interest at the end of the day. Um, and I, I am also interested to see how the chemistry kind of gels between them because Giannis strikes me as a person that is very loyal, um, especially to his teammates. And he won a championship with Drew. And from everything's been reported, he wasn't – the team didn't make him aware that they were putting Drew – or making Drew available in the trade because they didn't want him to to veto it or, or you know, voice his opinion. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see how the team actually ends up gelling overall. No, that's – that's man, you make a lot of great points. I think first Giannis and, and Dame, they've been so open about wanting to play with each other. Mm-hmm. Pause, pause, pause. Wanting to be teammates for <laughs> first pause already. Um, <laughs> wanting to be teammates for the longest time, and you no, know, now they never said where. They never said, "Oh, you know, what's up? Bring me to Milwaukee, or what's up with Portland?" It was just always like, "Hey, let's let's definitely um, be teammates." Uh, you brought up a great point about the loyalty. I think. There's blame to go to go on both sides with uh, Dame and in the Portland Trailblazers. For folks that don't know, uh, the Trailblazers is um, owned by Judy Allen. Uh, she is the sister of the late Mike, uh, co-founder of Microsoft, um, Paul Allen. Mm. He passed away a few years ago, uh, left the team to her. Um she's not she doesn't have a basketball background which is fine you hire the people to make those decisions but at the same time it's like you do that the team was going through some type of transition and then the desire to wanting to be competitive dame never had a superstar player like the close the best player he had was uh cj mcconnell Mm -hmm. and it was just like okay you know you're not going to get far with there uh with that um, I think the timing of the of him demanding the trade was suspect. The fact that he demanded the trade uh, on the f- second day of free agency, it's just it just seems off. Like, wait, hold on. They they drafted Scoot Henderson with a number two pick, and they didn't trade him. They didn't trade the second pick to bring in some veterans to build out a squad. 
So why wait so long? Why wait until free agency already started? Because we know how it is. The big moves happen within the first few, few hours. Like we had, what, within the first, what, 24 hours of free agency, we had like ha- like half of our work was already done within the first 24 hours. And so for Damon to request a trade at that time, it just seemed weird. Does um, So I think there's blame to go on both sides. Obviously, he's in a winning situation. So even though he didn't go to Miami, and Milwaukee is the polar opposite of Miami, I think he got – I think he – he got put in a good situation. Uh, yeah. Excuse my my noise in the background. Yeah. Anyway, guys. <sighs> fucking noise. Anyway, gotta love life. Uh, KB, what's uh you? Anyone disagree with what I'm saying? No, not really. No, not at all. Like I mean, you know, I think it's it's good that he's on a new team. Now it's just all those words you were saying. You better produce. That's it. Period. Yeah, if he if he doesn't make it happen now, you know, because I mean we we've seen him have these moments in the playoffs, you know, especially thinking back to that series against Oklahoma City Thunder, um, you know, where I feel like Dame time kind of really took off. But um, but yeah, you know, both for him and Giannis, if they're not able to to make this work then I think it's going to definitely be a, be a mark on, on both of their, their legacies um, long-term. So That's a good point. That's I a good point. Everyone's bubble. I just don't think it's going to happen in the first year, especially with the level of competition that's, that's around them, not only in their own conference, but once they actually, you know, hypothetically reach the finals, a lot of the competition that's in the West is pretty fierce. We can't count Denver out, you know, um, I will say it's unlikely they repeat, um, rooting for the purple and gold, of course, but either it's the Lakers, either it's Denver, either it's Phoenix that they see, those are formidable opponents for a new team, you know, two new players, two new star players to gel together that quickly, not to count out Chris Middleton as well, um, you know, still stay as defensive-minded as they were with Drew, and I think they kind of even fell off a little bit last year, um, don't uh, don't quote me. I don't know, you know, according to numbers per se, but you know, it's again, like I said, I just don't think our expectations should be super high, but I don't doubt that they reach it during their tenure period. Barring some good health, Dame, at least I feel like Giannis, I'm confident he'll stay pretty much healthy. He's a good, he's good for a good 70 games, you know, worst case scenario, but Dame staying healthy is the key. I think you can still get a good three, four year try out of this thing with um, those two as a duo. Well, I'm glad that you brought up Giannis. So, cause you know, Lakers, we got LeBron and AD. Bucks now have Damon Giannis. Damon Giannis, the best duo in the NBA. I mean, on paper, um, they complement each other really well. I mean, Giannis, um is definitely a, a top three NBA player, I think, depending on, on who you ask. Um, some may may would say top two, but um, you know, Giannis and his inability to um really excel from the perimeter, it kind of limits his game to a certain degree, but just you know, his 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 physicality and just his ability to get to the rim it hasn't really mattered. But 
I think, you know, especially in that that Miami series, you know, that Miami playoff series, um, where, you know, he was getting fouled and his inability to make foul shots. Um, and it definitely hamstrings that offense to a certain degree. So now having game, it makes it that much more difficult to just focus your entire defense on Giannis as far as building a wall and keeping him from getting to the basket. Um so, I mean, they complement each other really well. I mean, and if Dane plays up to the standard he's kind of, you know, created for himself, they're going to be formidable for sure. I'm still assuming health is, you know, 100%. I'm still taking um, Braun and AD, you know. Um, obviously, I'm biased. But, uh, I mean, they're they're definitely up there for sure. I, I mean, I put, I put them a, a top three duo um, for sure in the NBA right now. Tony? Um, I definitely agree with playoff. I was going to add that um, for a lot of the haters out there, please don't let the offense, offensive production for Ron and AD and last year's playoffs fool you. If they were on and they were clicking, they easily would have ran away with that title. It's so funny how um, I think it was Kendrick that put out a list for the top five. And it's like... Um, Giannis and Dame was first, whom we haven't even got to see play. Then it was like JT and JB, you know what I'm saying? And no offense to JB, you saw somewhat of a decline or his, um, you know, I would say deficiencies start to rear its uh, rear its ugly head, you know, towards the latter part of the playoffs. One person, like I said, that or one duo that stays consistent, like I said, is AD and Braun, despite the fact they just had like a terrible somewhat offensive output Braun so more than AD as far as last year's playoff but um I'll be honest I'm not going to necessarily put them number one I have to kind of give the nod to Jamal and Joker um and that's one thing I love about these duos though it's so crazy how can you judge it it's like either you have the Dame and Giannis who offset each other like playoff said the defensive juggernaut and the offensive machine that Dame is a killer man then you have um, AD and Braun. Like I said, both of them together defensively unstoppable. They to me they probably outrank those four or five top duos that you have. Um, like I said, if they could just kind of get it to going offensively, especially Braun with um, his jump shot and his perimeter shooting, AD as well with his perimeter shooting. Um, you have uh, going back to Joker and Jamal. Jamal, when he's on, you've seen the way he can take over a series. You've seen the way he can take over a game, like the bubble. Him and Donovan going back and forth. But Joker is just the crim of the crim. You know what I'm saying? The the he's the peak. So to me, that kind of knocks any talk for the number one spot. Joker just holds that much weight that I can see Braun and Giannis being like a one A. Excuse me. Damon Giannis versus Bron and AD being like a 1A, 1B conversation. KB, where you at? Uh, for me, they are, they should be considered as probably one of the top five uh, duos in the league. Uh, the, the, the reason why I'm not putting them as the top or the best of the best is because they haven't done anything. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't go by what, how they look on paper. I go by what I see, um, you know, at, not even at bird's eye view, but more of like just – you know, just watching the game. We got to watch them play. We have to see them develop. Um, and my biggest, like, it's just a big, it's it's hard to imagine them being in there anyways because they just have two different types of games. Like, Giannis is used to running the show and, and Dame's used to running the show. So what is it going to look like when Dame wants to do his little, it's game time, ISO game, and Giannis is like, give me the ball, I can get to the rack. 
So it's like, it's kind of hard to just p- picture it. But if you want to say as of now, quote unquote, they're good. They're, they're one of the top duos. I'm not putting them up there because they haven't shown me anything. Um, but yeah, they're up there. Uh, but they're not number one. Not in my list. Yeah. Not by far. Zen, can I say something real quick? Of course, of course. Yeah, just just to make it clear, it's like like Tone said, just to respect to last season's champions, you have to give it to uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray, I feel like, as, as being the, the top duo right now. Based on what AD and Braun have done together, I feel like you have to put them at two. Especially Braun and AD are both they're they're both able to take over games on the offensive and defensive ends. So you have to give them the edge there at number two, I feel. But on paper, I feel like, you know, um, and you know, obviously we have to see how it works out and, and how they gel on the court. But but Damon Giannis, I feel like can be a, a, a formidable duo, and I put them at three. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to be in a minority here. Um, Murray, he he elevated his game ten by ten steps. Uh, in the playoffs. Um, I know Bron and AD, that's the home team. Um, I think the team won't, I think the duo won't be as needed because of the team that's been around them. The duo won't be as needed. It won't, so it won't fall so heavily on their shoulders. Um, I think last season, one of the things that we saw a lot. It was either a Braun game or an AD game, and it was like back and forth. Um, you know, we saw where there, there's certain times where it's just like, all right, if one is cooking, the other ones fall back. With Dame and Giannis, I know we, I know, I, I, I hear KB. No, they haven't done anything yet, and I am not going to be one of those people to say this is Shaq and Kobe. No, I'm not going to say that. But you have a very dominant big man. And you got a young, you have a guard that's a killer. Yeah. It sounds familiar. Uh, I think their skill set complements each other. So, like, they won't clash. Like, when it comes to, like, placements on the court, where where their spots are, um, they won't they won't clash. It's like, it's, you know, it's the yin and the yang. So I think, I think they'll, I think the best, you know, I think they'll finish the season as the best duo in, in the league. Um, but you know, Hey, they haven't done shit yet. We shall see. Um, you know, Zen, I'm, I'm excited. Add, um, yeah. If I might quickly add, don't forget too, we had a young game with LaMarcus Aldridge and their games were pretty good. They complemented each other pretty well too. Although I would consider maybe LaMarcus more of the alpha again, because he was a bit of a vet compared to Dame before his exit to Portland. Right. But to mm-hmm. me, they played pretty well together too. But like you said, it's just that I don't think their games will, you know, get in the way per se. I think, um, I also kind of agree with playoff and Giannis's like tone. I think he doesn't mind necessarily. It won't be taking the back seat per se, but when it's time to kill, Dame is going to go for a punch, and a W is a lot greater or better than whatever you know media or fan accolade or praise you may receive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. And that two man, that pick and roll is going to be nasty. Yeah, it's going to be hard. That's going to be nasty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But you know, but you know what? As much as we thought that was the big news of the last few days, um, you know, going into October, no, nope, nope, nope. The last day of October, uh, last day of September, ended with a bang. Drew Holiday, obviously, you know, you heard playoff. He got traded. He was part of the trade to Portland um, for Dame. You know, had to match the contracts, but it was safe to say everyone already knew he was um, going to go to some type of contender. Um, it was just going to be there for a while, um, and Portland would be able to get more assets for him. Um, for you know, just within the twenty-four hours, it was room. Every team was rumored. Lakers were rumored. Heat was uh, were rumored. Um, you know, Clippers were rumored. That was a big one. Philly. As well, you know, at some point there was, you know, there was whispers of a three-team trade that would get hardened to the Clippers and uh, Drew to Philly, which we're going to talk about the shit show that's happening in Philly in a little bit. But Drew Holiday got traded. Actually, it was this morning, first day of October. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, He got traded. Drew Holiday got traded to the Celtics. Fuck Boston always. Tonay. What were all the elements of that trade? Yes, Drew Holiday now officially bleeds green, like uh, Zen said. We knew it wouldn't be long. I didn't think it would be this quickly, but they made it happen. Shout out to Brad Stevens. He doesn't play. He's trying to build a a championship contender while JT still is hot. So Celtics received Drew Holiday. The Blazers received uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Time Lord Williams, a 2024 first round pick, and a 2029 unprotected first round pick. So good haul for the Celtics. Let's see what they can do with Drew. Um, I was surprised. I don't think I was surprised by this trade. Uh, really. Um, wait, Zen, why? What surprise? Why, why surprise as a choice word? You got you lost Marcus Smart. Yeah. You you lost Marcus Smart. You trade him with Porzingis. Uh you got Jalen Brown, who could be he could be your, your primary playmaker. It just it the the Celtics to me they, they depleted their roster. They yeah. took away their depth, you know, yeah. like Robert Williams. Uh, I yeah. know he was injured. Big loss. He, big loss. He injured. He's also your most. He's also your only athletic big man. Mm-hmm. Like True. Al Horford, as much as he hits clutch shots, he is a, a a mature veteran that you want in your locker room. Positive presence. Um, and he has a Wait, very man. consistent jumper. Uh, jumper. He cannot I run. Have a, I have a joke for you in response to what you were just saying. Do you know I think they just signed Winyan Gabriel? So that's that's their maybe that's their time lord replacement. Sorry to cut you off. Oh yeah, I forgot he is seven feet again, right? Oh yeah. Exactly. Thank you, KB. He grew, apparently. So thank you, KB. So one of the most racist cities in America, they signed the blackest per all right. Never mind. That's a whole nother. That's a whole that. nother. Oh subject. That's a whole nother subject. Shout out <laughs> Winyan. Um, oh, and I. Oh, real quick about the Bucks. I, I do want to add a few hours ago. Um, campaign. He uh, he signed with the Bucks. Uh, yeah, campaign is going with the Bucks. But yeah, look, 
I think the the Celtics is better than they were last week, but I do not feel that they are better than they were last season. Um, they got when they when they lost Marcus Smart, they lost their defensive presence, their best defender, they uh, defensive player of the year. Want to add that? Um, they lost their emotional leader, but they also lost the person that held Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum accountable to say, yo, this, like, you guys need to pass the fucking ball. Like, he held them accountable, and he he didn't give a fuck. You replace him with his polar opposite. Like, Kristaps Porzingis, who is trash on defense, Um, he clashes with his teammates, as in he has, like, this a weird personality, if we're keeping it real. Um, he's injury prone. So... And then now he's expected to play. He most likely will play to um, play the five. So, Tone, what's up? Like, how, what are you feeling about this? Okay, so I have to say I like your quote verbatim. What did you say? They might have gotten better. They were they're, they're better than better they were like last them. week, but not better than they were <laughs> last season. Right. So let me give you some of NBA's projected starting fives for the Celtics, right? So they have Drew at the one, Jalen at the two, JT at the three, Chris Stapps and Al Horford to round up your um, front court, right? Some of your key reserves, I guess they can say, Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, Cornette, and Sam Hauser. And then, like I said, I guess you have... He not playing. He not playing. So what? I mean, I get what you're saying. Yes, they have depleted their bench, but what I can give Brad credit for is I think releasing Marcus, who just was not going to elevate you anymore. To me, if I have an opinion, I'm still with the split JT and JV up, but I'm hoping instead of you need Marcus Smart to kind of you know tap your hand and kind of put you back in place. It's time for JT and JV to grow up. And at the end of the day, I hope they do what's best for their team. Either it's offensively, defensive, defensively, playmaking wise, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, you don't have Al Horford is technically still their vet and he's been with them for a long time. Remember he had them like 17, 18 ish, then jumped to Philly and then came back. So I'm hoping he's still a valid voice in the locker room. But I'm hope I, I also believe in Chris Stapps as well. So now there's three of you guys offensively, offensively that have to make decisions going down the stretch to say, I'm not going to be selfish like we talked about Dame and Giannis and go with either the hot hand or who's making a winning play. Like I said, they're replacing what they had in Marcus with Drew. And honestly, I'm taking Drew over Marcus. I only like Drew over Marcus because Drew shows more poise to me as to where Marcus plays with a lot more emotion. You know what I'm saying? And I get that. That's no knock against Marcus. I think that, to me, especially as far as his leadership, pays dividends in Memphis as opposed to Celtics. But I'm not going to tank their whole season. I'm not going to poo-poo on them that Yes, their debt definitely need, I mean their depth needs to improve, but let's see, you know, as far as how how the season plays out. Look, I'll just say this before getting to KB. When it comes to Al Horford and Porzingis, you got one guy who can't jump and a, the other one can't run, and I don't know which one is which. So, just saying. Um KB, I how spit you, out my drink. Hey. <laughs> spit take. KB, how you feeling about this uh, trade with what the uh, shit-eating Celtics did? 
Um, like, you know, like Zen said, we don't, yeah, um, we don't speak about the Celtics like that because I'll never give them the respect that's the respect's supposed to be given. Nope, none, never. Um, I don't know who's Boston. I don't know where they at. Um, yeah, could care less for him. Um, what I can talk about is the player that is going to Boston. Um, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday, um, he was traded over there. Uh, he was a part of that three-team trade, right? I can, I'm pretty sure that three-team trade that they were supposed to finally complete. We're trying to find where he was going to go. Um, now, with that, Drew Holiday, I don't care what anybody says, he is one probably one of the best on-ball guards that can guard man-to-man that I've seen in today's game. I don't – like, they gave the defensive player of the year to Marcus Smart. That's cool. I still don't think he's a better one-on-one guard. He's a, a straight-up man-to-man, you know, one-on-one guard that can guard. I uh, can guard somebody like Jay, like Jay, uh, Jay Holiday can. Uh, just just based on – just on the eye test. Just watching it, no. Nah. Um, going to the Boston Celtics, um, he does what he does. You want better one? He'll I think he he'll definitely play better on the defensive end. And two, he's a little bit taller, I think, from Smart. Uh, I think I'm smart. So I think he's gonna help the Celtics out. The thing that I'm just worried about is their bench. So I'm just wondering how that's gonna go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you guys mentioned somebody by the name of uh, no, I don't even know his name no more. He he's on their bench. Um, Luke was it. Kermit, Kermit, Kermit. Ooh, Kermit. I called Carter. I called him Kermit. Luke Cornet, frog. Sorry, they got Luke Cornet. They have Derek White, who they're shifting over to the bench, which will be a pretty, definitely pretty dope. Um, they have Pritchard, which I kind of feel bad for him because he's not going to get a lot of playing time with Derek White going to the bench. And I don't know anybody else that they have on that bench besides those three. Um, so other than that, um, I'm happy for Jay Holiday. Um, the only thing that I <laughs> that the Bucks made the mistake of is you just gave the Celtics another piece. So that's kind of, that's a little bit weird to me because I'd never trade within my own conference. I just wouldn't. Um, but then again, uh, I'm happy for Jay Holiday and I'm not, you know, I hope he's successful, but then again, you know, just him and his own personal acc- accolades, not winning and stuff. With the Celtics. So I actually think the, you know, before I get to rec- um, to playoff, I will actually believe, I think that, you know what? This was a double win for the Bucks because I think you get better by getting Dame. Okay, you get because you still got uh, Chris Middleton, you still got Bobby Portis, you still got uh, you just got Campaign, you, and you still got uh, Brooke Lopez. So you get better by getting Dame, but then also by the Celtics getting Drew, they depleted their depth. Yeah. So, like playoff, how you feel? Like you, you with me on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, we we've seen, you know, one of the <clears throat> really one of the things that really separated the Celtics from the rest of the East was their depth, and that move, like you just said, has basically taken all of that away. And don't get me wrong, you know, Porzingis probably had his best all around year last season. Um, especially on the defensive end, I, I can't, I, I don't know exactly what the, the numbers were as far as rim protection goes, but, um, Robert Williams was by far their most athletic interior defender and they shipped him away in order to get Drew. And so, um, I am interested to see how they're going to approach that. I, I don't think, you know, Porzingis definitely adds to their offensive capability, but 
I don't think he's magically going to become uh, a world class. He's interior. not a unicorn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he's not just going to become a, a you know, uh, all world interior defender over the course of an off season. I just don't see it. And so, um, you know, you you lost the heart and soul of your team. You know, to acquire uh, Porzingis by you know shipping uh, Marcus Smart to to Memphis, and this was their way of trying to um, get that point of attack defender back, especially at the guard position. Um, but yeah, it, it it costs it costs them quite a bit as far as their depth goes. So no, I, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So look, with the moves, look, I know. We're going to, like, you know, next few weeks uh, before the season starts in a, a next set of episodes of uh, Meeting of the Gold Mines, we're really going to break down the Lakers roster, Rudd. I feel really good about this squad. We, yes, we have Denver. Yes, Phoenix is there. Um, you know, there is, I don't, not, no even point of mentioning the Clippers because they're just going to clip. <laughs> Toilets! But cannot can wait. I, I'm looking forward to that roster or breakdown. Yeah. We're gonna break it down, but hey, Lakers get to the if Lakers get to the finals and the stars align, we gotta meet someone in the east. Who you guys, you know, meet someone in the finals from the east? Best team in the east right now. I know no, no one has done anything, but I think it's I think it's just a two team race in the east. Um Billy looks dysfunctional as fuck. Um but who you guys think as of right now, best team in the East? I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, me too. For sure. I'm going um, uh, why y'all gotta make me do this? Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What I'm going with want? yeah, Boston. I'm going with Boston because one thing we wow. don't know. We don't we don't know what the Bucks are going to do. They look nice on paper. I need to see them battle it out. And mind y'all. Who the heck was just in the finals? Let's pay them some respect, okay? Like it's the not heat, disrespect. It's the not heat, disrespect. the the Heat are still there, and they're probably one of the best defensive teams, regardless of who the Bucks and the Celtics have. Just, KB. just saying. KB. So, <laughs> and it's it's you know Pat Riley has developed this uh, reputation for being the Godfather and, and being able to to make things happen and make things shape. And this offseason has just been an absolute disaster for Miami. Not only do you not get Dame, you lose Gabe Vincent, you lose Max Struss, you don't sign Christian Wood, you don't really sign anyone in, in free agency. Um, and you're just basically just sitting there, like hat in hand, like haven't made any major improvements to your roster in the offseason. playoff. They got right. RJ Hampton. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, the missing the missing part. That's really the missing piece. Right. Oh, that's cold. Exactly. That's cold. Thank you for reminding that's me. Cold. That's Thank cold. you for reminding me. So yeah, so this I, I don't I don't really feel like this offseason could have gone any worse for Miami. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, man. I mean Pat Riley, I feel like his reputation as a, a front office executive, it, it has to take a hit with the way things have, have developed so far as far as the season goes. Very true. I right, look, this is what I'm going to say. I, I'm just saying, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to leave them out. Cause I got to give them the due respect. They did make the finals. They might've lost very easily. 
uh, to the Nuggets, but I'm not <laughs> going to go ahead and knock that. I just think with the addition of Hami Hakez and them letting some of the younger players play, I think the Heat might actually have some more young blood in that, on that team than we think. But the top team in the East, I think it's the Boston Celtics. On paper, it is the Bucks, hands down. Okay. Good shit, okay. good shit, Kate. There we go. Well, you know, one other team that's in the East that we haven't spoke about, Philly. <laughs> what the fuck? Is, like, so, with you know, whole James Harden thing, you know, it was supposed to, you know, I I thought he I thought Dame was gonna go to Philly. You just to me it made the most sense, but they went a different route. So he didn't go to Philly. Not in a uh, not um, so as of now has not been traded to the Clippers. Not in Miami. Not in he's not wanted by Houston. Um, it's the list of teams that not really interested in his services is growing, and then also on top of that, it's been reported that he's not going to be at media day. Um, you know, so where do, uh, where does, what, what, where does Philly go from here? What do they do? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think right next to having the, uh, the worst off season, I think it's obviously Miami because Miami was counting on getting Dame. But I think right next to them is Philly uh, because um, the Philly front office is not only trying to put their team, not only focus on putting their team in the best position to win a championship, but at the same time, they're fighting this battle because they know if they don't make the move, make the necessary moves to take this team to the next level, then uh, Joel Embiid is going to be requesting a trade very soon. And so, like, what what moves are there to be made? I, I agree with Zen. Like, I really felt like, and I never really understood. I, I think it was just an optic thing as far as Dame wanting to go to Miami, so it would feel like it was his team, quote-unquote. But to me, it made much more sense for him to to try to get to Philly to play with Embiid. Um, but obviously, you know, we see how that all ended up. But it's like, what moves are out there for Philly to make to improve this roster? And I just, I just don't see it at all. Tony, um, I'm, I'm kind of with playoff. Um, it sucks for them. One thing I will say, okay, how KB kind of feels like about Miami. I'm not going to count them out. They're what Eastern Conference Finals runner, runner ups. Um, they made it to semis somewhat, right? Got bounced out by Miami, but that's after an Embiid injury. You know, they won what? two games out of the the six-game series it took Miami to kind of boot them out. Um, they did make a Kelly Oubre addition. I like that for them. Um, don't rank me, guys. Don't get on me. But I guess maybe, you know, if they still have Danny Green on the roster, he's healthy. He has a little bit of defense. I know he's on the older side. He's not as much of a formidable 3-and-D wing guy. Um I guess the addition, uh, the addition of Mo Bamba, they haven't really been able to find a big in years, you know. Yeah, our old friend Mo Bamba. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we didn't get to see much of Mo either. I was kind of high on him. I kind of was wishing we kept him at first, you know. But listen, our roster, everything works out for a reason. Um, yeah, I guess they have Montrez, but I'm just not going to count them out. And Bede was, what, MVP runner-up? Or did he end up winning? No, he won. 
He won. He won. Last. He, won. Okay, he won last year. He won last yeah. season. The fake MVP. Um, they gave it to him. The here. The here you go. <laughs> the here. The here you go. Damn MVP. <laughs> right. I like that one. Playoff. I like that. It just sunk in. It just sunk in. Um. I guess adding Patrick Beverly. Look, our other old friend Patrick Beverly. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna count <laughs> out. <laughs> this is. This is so. Every time you name an ex, that's what Zen's gonna do. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, there's still competition somewhat. And I would say I'm going, I'm leaning against the East as the weaker conference. So you have Miami, you have Philly, you have Boston, you have um, Milwaukee. I can't think of too much else. Maybe Indiana, you can kind of throw in there. Um, They're still going to hang around with or without James, to be honest. I'm very high on Tyrese and he's just going to keep ascending, to be honest. Um, Like I said, Joel has to be, kind of healthy but like playoff said what oh god i feel so bad for james because he is somebody said i don't know if we were in a playback or a you know a purple and mine purple and gold mines um space one of these days but he is the girl that nobody wants and he's he's playing pick me he's front row front stage throwing his brazier throwing his panties on stage and he's not being seen i hate that for him he's not what he used to be but he's still very much serviceable but I wish he would honestly stay and try to work it out. If for nothing else, for Embiid, for the fact that you have a roster that can actually do something again, like I said, in a weaker conference. Um, granted, listen, Miami and Boston are in your way, and for the probability of you kind of knocking them out is slim to none. But you had a chance. You had a chance last year. So, I think you build off that momentum and go. So, so Tone, you literally mm-hmm. just said James Harden, like every all the homies just ran through James Harden and just about to just toss him to the side. You nah, just said he just got ran nah, through. Now nah, Harden, Harden is respectfully. Like that. Harden is like that that strong faced stripper at the club, the one that 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 struggles to really get the customers and like follows the customers around trying, to get, a, trying to get a dance. Hey, yeah, exactly. Hey. And it's like the one, nah. the one that should be working the, the day shift. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's, yes. It's like nah, nah. That's that's not it. Okay, we going on James too much. Okay, y'all uh, going in on my guy James too it's much. The but... truth. He put himself oh, in this boy. position. He put himself in this position. He did. He has, Technically, been, he did. He has been the problem child. And for a little while now. Exactly. Going on he was two, three problem in Houston. He forced his way out of Houston. He goes to Brooklyn, which is what everybody, you know, like that was his dream scenario. Mm-hmm. And then he it's forces his, and then he forces his way out of Brooklyn to go back to his boy Maury in Philly. And now we see what's unfolding. And he's like, he's the poster child for just quitting. He's a quitter, class A oh, quitter. Man, and I hate that for him. Uh, but he's taking quitter. player empowerment to another. You know, um, I don't know if KB wanted to get in here real quick. I don't know, KB, can you agree? And Nick Nurse, to me, isn't having that. I'm Nick just Nurse tired. Am I ta- y'all tagging me in yet? Because uh, I'm, I'm you Okay. Got it, KB. Okay. <laughs> we, so we talking about a man who went from one of the up-and-coming stars that was on the, what, the 2013 Thunder team? Mm-hmm. With KD, Russell Westbrook upcoming. Um he goes from there to Houston where he had a pretty decent career goes mm-hmm. from there to the nets to play with your quote unquote buddies slash friends, which I didn't know Kyrie Irving was a friend just saying. 
um, uh, playing with KD, who didn't like you at, at all because they thought you hogged the ball most of the time. And you were supposed to be a super team there. Then you go from the Nets to the Sixers, playing with arguably one of the best big men in the NBA and Embiid. I will give him that. He is a former, the former, or reigning MVP, sorry. Um, And I just don't understand how he's crying wolf again. (laughs) So it's like, it's, it's like you're basically telling, you're in a relationship. Or... You're, yeah, you're in a relationship. You guys probably been together about two, three months and doing the, it's not you, it's me. And, but it's the opposite. It's, it's not me. It's, it's the team. It's them. Yeah. I'm not the bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the bad guy. Every time. They are. And every, every single team. time he's been traded, he's been crying wolf. So for me, to, I'm just being honest. I would not want him as a GM. I wouldn't want him on my team. I don't care yeah. if it's at the cost of picks. If anything, he about to be uh, – well, when he said he wasn't showing up for media day, good. The last thing they need is more drama. They knew you didn't do anything last year, so why do they want to hear from what you're going to do this year since you want to leave? It makes zero sense to me. So with Harden, um, I – the more teams he gets traded to, the, 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 more res- the, the more respect I lose for him. Like I don't understand how you're trying to say you're up there with those guys. You're up there with the uh, the – uh, echelons of like hall of famers and shooting guards i don't look i don't see you as that i just don't like your best version of you was when you played for the rockets that's it not the nets not the sixers that is oh. it and now we got to question your weight man come on bro you're supposed to be a pro athlete it's it's funny that i got to question your weight but i mean my take with with uh with james harden is he's a joke man he's a joke Shout yeah out. <clears throat> oh, go, oh, ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead I feel like there is a move to be made potentially where like Harden, like <laughs> Philly and uh, Miami just swap Harden and Lowry straight up for each other. But I just don't see Spolstra dealing with Harden's BS. I just don't, I don't see it. They They run a really tight ship there. I mean, especially when it comes to being in shape and making sure your body is top notch. And I mean, we've heard Harden talk a big game about, you know, you know, like getting in shape and having his body like really in, in the best shape possible. But I, I just I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if that would actually work. But I think the money might work. Um I have to check with Tony on that, but but yeah, man, it's just it, it's it's sad. It's sad to see for sure. It's also it, it's a good idea, Plev. If he goes to the Heat, I know Jimmy Butler's not taking that. I know Eric Spolstra's oh, yeah, not exactly. taking that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, I mean, they'll hold him accountable. But it's just it's the fact that James Harden has done this to multiple teams. I can yeah. see two teams, hey. but this is going to be your fourth team. This is weird. I, I will just say this: if he goes to Miami. Every stripper in the 305 is going to enter a higher tax Those bracket. are the real winners. This is where I'm worried, Zen. Like, he's more focused on them strip clubs and having his jersey retired there than he is getting a banner, bro. Like, I don't understand that. Hey, which I sometimes you might not be able to blame him. And shout out to all the daytime strippers. We don't mean any disrespect. Sometimes lunch <laughs> is the best meal of the day. So I just want to say that. I just want to say that. But, hey, we'll see where he ends up. Um, some other news. Um, Reggie Bullock 
he is getting bought out by the Spurs. Um, veteran player. Um, you know, they're Spurs. It's that's Wemby's team. They are not in a win now mode. It's win when Wemby's ready, and we're just going to get Wemby's uh, Wemby uh, ready. So, um, is it possible that he could be the 15th man? We do have one more roster spot, and we know how it goes. Anytime there's a notable player available, we say, hey, could it be the Lakers? Now, I personally like the idea of Reggie Bullock. I will just look Max Christie in the eye and say, fuck them kids. You're a kid. Kick rocks. Sorry. If he loses his spot in the rotation, you, if we can get Reggie Bullock on a on a vet men, I think he's going to go to one of two teams. I think it's either going to be Milwaukee yep. or it's going to be Lakers. Yep. Um, KB, uh, tagging you in again. Where uh, where you what's what you think about Reggie Bullock with us, or if not, where you think he'll go? Hell no. Keep him away from my team. Do not bring Reggie Bullock over here. We don't need him. If anything, bring up one of the rooks. We're not going to get that much playing time. Fuck them kids. Uh, look, listen to what I'm saying. Y'all let me finish it out, though. Put Bring one of the guys up from the G League team and let them play in garbage minutes. Let them play in garbage minutes. It's not going to anybody we get for the 15th roster spot. 15th. We ain't even talking about the, the, the 13th or the 14th. We talk about the 15th. Like we, none of those guys with the the last what the last three spots on the team, they're not getting any playing time. So I, I wouldn't rather not waste Reggie Bullock's time and not do that. Uh, get him over to uh, Miami. Get him over to the, the Celtics. Get him somewhere else besides us because we every single it kind of. Uh, we, we lost KB. We lost KB. That's what he gets for talking uh, that bullshit. <laughs> Look, it's fuck them kids, all right? Fuck them kids. So we can get Reggie Bullock. Uh, There's a reason why we have an open roster spot available. It's not full. So I'm just saying, if there's a chance. But um, Retro, Mr. Playoff, uh, how you feeling about Reggie Bullock? I don't think it's a a bad idea, necessarily. Okay, there goes KB. Um, My bad, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just feel like I remember Reggie Bullock's previous previous stint as a Laker and how that went, and it did not go that well. He forgot how to. He for, how do you like, feel about his Dallas stint? The, his most recent stint. Exactly. Like the the running joke is that you know when a when a shooter joins the Lakers, they they forget how to shoot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I think the idea of Reggie Bullock is better than what. Reggie Bullock is in reality, unfortunately. And so it'd be great to have a, a shooter that, um, you know, could space the floor, really change and, and change what the offense looks like and just give give AD and Braun additional space to work. I mean, I, you know, we all would have loved for it to work with Malik Beasley, who is now a, um, who is now a Milwaukee Buck, ironically. Yeah. Um, yeah. We would love to see see that work and to to see him really be able to elevate the offense or take it to another another level, but it just didn't work out that way. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think the idea of Reggie Bullock is better than what he actually is in reality. But uh, KB, what, what were you saying before? You got you got kicked? Uh, I was just saying, yeah, I just don't think the last three guys on the team are going to do anything. I don't think they're going to produce for the team. They're not going to get that much playing time. So I'd rather not waste a veteran that has an actual skill set that a team might need with us. And even though we can probably get, like, have a, you know, a Malik Beasley moment, I hope we don't. Because that was, you know, based on family ties because he had some stuff going on with him there. Mentally, because we literally have fans terrorizing his freaking mentions against his family. So yeah. I'm literally, you know, I'm just hoping wherever he goes, it's great. If he comes to the Lakers, then great. But I just don't see a place for him to get playing time. Tony. To me, it's kind of like what KB's saying now is like how I feel about JHS. I'm so annoyed, like when people put out – um, projected like lineups and what our depth will look like. JHS is not seeing that damn floor unless everyone on the team, the first five to seven men, break their leg mysteriously. JHS is not seeing the floor, and neither is Reggie Bullock. I'm with KB all the way. I don't want to see that man. Kiki Palmer, I'm sorry to this man. I do not know this man. No disrespect. He is a NBA player, and I'm sure he'll be serviceable or valued somewhere else. I am okay. He is not necessarily needed. Thank God we did what we were supposed to do in the offseason, covered our wing depth. You know, even though Jay Vando may not be a shooter, we still got TP. We have D'Lo, who's a shooter. We got Gabe, who's a shooter. I'm not with you, Zen. I am so sorry. Leader, captain of the ship. Fuck your thought. I am high on Max Christie. It's I'm taking Max Christie over Reggie. Another thing I was going to say is I actually seen a couple of like potentials, maybe more towards the trade deadline type thing after all-star break. Um, you know, maybe Alex um, kind of not necessarily being disgruntled, but Chicago kind of just sinking. So he might become a, um, a trade piece for Chicago. They might put him on the chopping block. Kelly Olenek. I'll, I'll take those two over Reggie. Any day, any day. Kelly Lung would be a nice piece, and I also was going to say, stay tuned for the Vandalorian. Um, he is, uh, he's been in the, he's been in the lab with. In the lab. Yeah, been in the lab with Phil Handy. I think that three point shot's going to be somewhat wow. decent. I'm not expecting him to shoot more than thirty five percent. Thirty five percent for the year. I like thirty five. Right, yep. right at thirty four, thirty three. That's all we need. That means he's hitting basically fifty yep. percent of the threes yep. in the corner. That's all we need. But carry on. Well, one thing that did happen this week or just a couple of days ago, um, last few days of September, I don't know why this even was a thing. I guess they're so excited for the season that they felt a need to talk. But Rob Palinka and Darvin Ham had an intro to the season press conference. I don't know what the fuck that is. They could have just said this shit at media day, but they felt the need to talk. To me, they said a whole lot of nothing. Uh, they said some interesting shit. So, you know, there are some takeaways. Um, some of the stuff that they talked about. They said that um, when they were committing to AD uh, with the contract extension, they had conversations with him about him committing to the team, about being uh, being a leader, stepping up and being a leader of the team, and also really doing better with his body and pre uh, preparation of his body. Um, and they also wanted him to be uh, the hardest worker. Um, Rob said that he's training, he's trained more this off season than ever before. 
Um, he did cross training. Um, Darvin Ham said that he is leaner, stronger, and more explosive. And to be honest, look, everyone knows I say a lot of shit about AD. Really? And I'm hoping it. I, yeah, rumor has it. <laughs> rumor has it. But and but you know what? I like what the, I like what they said in that part. I do like because one of the things I mentioned a lot um, in our Twitter spaces um, during last season is you know AD was the person that said uh, on a TMZ clip how oh he doesn't touch a basketball until August. But for for now it's a it's a one eighty where it's like yo, he's been the, he's been training the hardest, you know. And then physically, the videos and images that we've seen of him over the summer, he definitely does look leaner. Um, so hope and then him training his body cross country. That's that's one of the best workouts for anyone, or, or cross training. Excuse me, cross training. So, um. You know, one of the other things that they, they spoke about, uh, they talk about the position battles. Darvin Ham, he said he didn't really want to have a mindset. He didn't really want to have a vibe in the uh, during training camp where guys were like competing, like trying to do like mano a mano, uh, like you know, I'm I'm going against you type of thing. He wanted like camaraderie and a brotherhood. Um, he said that there will be many different type of lineups. Playoff. I know this is going to be. Uh, this might give you some PTSD. He did mention small ball, which <laughs> Darvin Ham loved him some small ball. Oh, yeah. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> you know, you talk about having a big lineup uh, with two bigs. He said there will be times that Austin is at the point. He said there He said there could be situations with Tori and Prince at the two. Um, you know, another some other notes. Um, he said LeBron is training – like um like he's a rookie um delo uh they did say that there's four guaranteed uh starters and delo is one of the guaranteed starters um and one another note um that uh, rob palinka said that austin reeves has the mamba gene he's no nonsense he's all about the work uh, I know that I just threw a lot out. Um, any takeaways? If anyone saw the press conference, um, any thoughts from the press conference? And uh, you know, you can target any of the stuff I just mentioned. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I do, I do like that. Um, you know, as far as the starting lineup is concerned, you know, the four solidified spots: uh, D'Lo, Reeves, Braun, and AD. Um, I do like the idea of, of letting Vando and um, Rui battle it out, um, you know, because I, I do think I, I can see the benefits to having either in the starting lineup, although my preference is Vando for sure, um, as far as, you know, providing that defensive edge um, and kind of setting the tone from the start of the game. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about what that battle is going to look like and, and how it turns out. Um I mean, and I think, you know, like you said, you know, when we first started talking about this, um, you know, Coach Ham and, and Ralph Lincoln didn't have to say anything. They could have basically waited until media day. And I think the the fact that they were so excited to kind of come out and, you know, kind of talk about this roster and how it's shaping and, and what it looks like, 
um, I think it bodes well for the season. You know, just uh, you know, I, I think there's a there's a just a level of excitement and a buzz around this team. Um, you know, we're not having to deal with the issues from the previous off seasons about how we're going to approach getting, you know, um, making the roster fit, um, you know, and, and trying to get, you know, members of the team off the team, you know, it's just, it, it's refreshing to be able to go into a season um, knowing that, you know, you have high aspirations, you know, obviously I think this is a championship or bust um, uh, season for us. And, and the way this roster has kind of unfolded with the off season, um, kind of digging into Darwin's comments, I feel like we have a lot of flexibility about how we can approach it. We can play big if we need to, we can play small if we need to. Um, and, you know, the possibilities are endless. So I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to, to see what this season looks like. And, um, to, to, to see what this product actually looks like on the floor and how it, how it comes together. KB. Oh man. So uh, y'all know when it comes to Rob Polinka, I'm giving, I'll give him his flowers for what he did for this off season. The thing that I don't like is after he has a huge off season, he likes to give some, this, this sort of soliloquy slash monologue about how good these players are, how good this roster is, what we're going to be doing this season. My biggest thing is the same thing with uh, with Darvin Ham over here co-signing. I understand what we what the Lakers have been through from going through one season having Russell Westbrook misusing him, having a downward spiral of a season until we traded him, waiting until the middle of the season to try to go into overdrive. LeBron gets hurt. You guys know the deal. Um with this new roster, we now have a supporting cast, but with what they're talking about and what they're planning on doing, it's it kind of seems like the same thing like last season when we did get Russell Westbrook. Oh, we have all these, you know, we have this person, we have these pieces. We're going to be a very good team. Let's not talk about it. Let's just be about it. That's it. I don't think Rob Polinka knows the difference. Like, he likes to talk about it, and when we don't produce it, he'd be like, well, guess what? We, they had you fooled again. I believe in this team. I love this team. I just don't like when my head coach and GM just start doing monologues like they this is a dope slash elite team. We don't know how good they're going to be. Let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. That's where I'm at. Tony, uh, did you watch the press conference? A little bit of it. Yes, yeah, somewhat. Um, uh, KB, you know, Rob got to be bougie. You know, he want that diva treatment. Don't count him out. All eyes on him low key when, you know, the time comes. Remember last year it was a guards league. Oh, help me. Huh. He said that I was huh. just so confused. I would never oh, forget man. that quote. It's a guards league. But um, what I will say, I'm like, um, to me, they're just kind of trying to set the tone. I think they're excited. To me, I think it was a sound to be heard across the league to fans opposing teams, coaches, organizations, however you want to label it. Um, we're locked in. We're definitely locked in. Our ticket is there. There's no rescinding. Um, they worked hard to get these assets, especially I like how he kind of went in on uh, Christian Wood a little bit. Like he knew Christian Wood was a target and he was going to work diligently, but yet patiently. And to KB's point now, no cameras, no lights. It wasn't a lot a lot of reports, in my opinion, coming from the Lakers side about that acquisition they were trying to, you know, go after. 
but now you know they landed it the nails in the coffin um i like a lot of the um confidence to me and um i would say kind of like not a bromance but he gave darvin to me like a real pat on the back like the trust he has in him, the belief of Darwin's system and what he can do and bring out of players. Unfortunately, it didn't work for Russ. But, I mean, Darwin kind of held his own and said, look, facts over feelings. And he tried his best having three different superstars. Um, and I think they're kind of, again, setting the tone like, okay, what happened last year was last year where we have a team that we like, we're building on the chemistry, we're building on the fact that um, these pieces that we brought in towards the end of the season had us high in the defensive rankings, you know, we're a couple of shots away from making a NBA finals after what, three, four months of playing, D'Lo even had a sentiment, um, I think in their, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? But um, basically the press conference after their losing game, like, hey, catch us at training camp. If I had training camp with these guys, this is a whole different story. And to me, it's just Rob and um, Darvin just kind of pushing that sentiment, um, adding fuel to the fire. You know, you got to water those flowers and watch them bloom. So I will give them a little bit of grace this year. It's not Rob again, you know, trying to be a diva lights, camera, action, um, let me put my makeup on. I think they're really high. They believe what in what they're saying. They believe in what they put together. And for a couple of seasons to come, not just today alone, not just the guards league last year, and not the AARP team they put together a couple of years ago. You know what I'm saying? So you know I, who, I don't disagree with the press conference. You know who Rob Palenka reminds me of? You know when someone is going through the 12 steps, you know, and shout out to everyone that's in recovery. No, that shit's not easy. He's like, you know, I think the first step is like, you know, getting forgiveness, you know, asking for forgiveness for all the people you wronged. He's like that one person that just, you know, goes to each person that he wronged and asking for forgiveness, but he won't shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> you know, even when like he's like, okay, man, we're good, we're good. Nah, man, look, man, you don't know about that time I picked, you know, I stole your wallet, and you know, used to steal your wife's underwear. You know, just all the shit. It's just like he will, he'll just start oversharing stuff that you didn't even know he did. It's just like, all right, all right, all right, all right, stop. That's who Rob Palinka, like, you know, maybe it's, it's the slick back hair. I don't know. I don't, we'll see. Um, you want to be the real godfather, not Pat. Yeah, for real, for real, for real. But uh, yeah, we got media day. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, um, media day would have happened yesterday. So, um, we are going to, um, yeah, we'll be covering media day, um, probably on Twitter. Uh, definitely on our new uh, daytime lake show. We're taking that over to the AMP platform, uh, Amazon AMP platform. It is uh, it's PGM on AMP. Um, still same day- daytime lake show, but we're going to be integrating music and comedy as well. So if you haven't already, please download the on AMP app by Amazon. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to debut on um tuesday yeah we're gonna debut on tuesday so it's gonna be dope um yeah we're growing we're growing we're growing um you guys already know we end every episode talking about what we're watching um kb uh 
We got, you know what? I'm going to get to you last, KB, because uh, have Tone, have you been watching Love is Blind? Oh, she. Look at me and look oh. at my face. I look like I'm yeah. watching shit. <laughs> oh, I man. I watch no damn reality TV, child. Oh, man. All right. We'll get to you in a minute. Uh, playoff. What you watching, man? Uh, I I, I kind of answered this previously, but I'm in a I'm doing a suits. Um, oh, you, rewatch. Yeah. Yes. So where um, are you at on suits? I am on season five, I believe. I oh they, shit! Okay, I'm on season two. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love that show when it actually was was airing, um, live. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I was just looking for something to watch. And I was like, "Hey, let me, you know, let me go back." Because I, I really, you know, fell in love with that show, and I thought it was pretty good when it was on. So, running back through that, and then I'll probably, um, I was late to to Breaking Bad, um, and that whole series, and I really ended up loving it. And so after I finish Suits, my plan is to um, start uh, Better Call Saul because I've heard that's that's really good as well. So. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, Better Call Saul. I watched like the first couple seasons, then I lost, then I kind of like just went out of it. Uh, right now, I'm watching Ozark on Netflix. Oh, nice. I've never, I've never watched it before. I'm in like it's season, about uh, time episode seven. I bet, like, I think episode seven of season one. Okay, the show is fucking crazy. Great show, it's a great I'm show. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it, but you're gonna, you're gonna love every single character on there, dog. Oh yeah, I'm, look, I'm loving it so far. I am loving it so far. As soon as we finish recording, um, I'm gonna fire it up. But one show I've been watching is Love Is Blind, and KB, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but I'm you just gonna say this not. about Love Is Blind. There's a phrase that that some black women have used to describe black men. And it's a phrase that, it's not the nicest phrase. It's Tone, the phrase is niggas ain't shit. And I'm just gonna say <laughs> Oh my God. The reason why that phrase exists is because of people like Uche. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay? It's just like, he's the reason why the phrase niggas ain't shit exists. I appreciate you em- holding your fellow men accountable. Yes, he is the embodiment <laughs> of niggas ain't shit. It's, hey, um, we don't claim we don't claim Uche. We do not claim Uche. <laughs> hey, no, we, no, we are not claiming Uche. Uche, just you 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 you're making us look bad out here, man. You're making us look streets. bad. Black men don't cheat, bro. Black men don't cheat. Dang, playoff. Really? Black men don't cheat. Respect it. Uche, Uche, you are fucking it up. So, yeah. For everybody. Um, Bro, for everyone. For everybody. (laughs) For everyone. Just, just. No. Um, Shame (laughs) on you, Uche. Um, But, yeah. Um. Tone, what you watching? I'm not going to lie. I got to sit this one out, Captain. I waved the white flag. I ain't watching TV. TV's been watching me. I'm tired. <laughs> Outside right. of my yeah, it's all good. 
college football on Saturdays, NFL Sunday, Monday. Not too much, but I'm gonna come with some with some super hot fire one of these days, so I can keep up with y'all in y'all conversation. I just can't believe it's men that know more TV than me. I'm just so far out of the loop. Hey, hey yeah, well, this it. is the season where I'm not coaching, so I got all the time. Understood. Understood. Go. I've been playing games. Yeah. I've been on the sticks now. I done I'm about to get back role. on that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? Yep. I, I was just. I've been playing a couple things. I've been playing a couple things. Oh, I got 2K24, so I'm trying to get reacclimated. So that's what I've been doing a little bit. Right on. Good for you. Good for you. Well, um, so folks, here it is. Got to. We're gonna just gotta let you know right now. This is actually part one of episode 13. We got a dope conversation with the comedian Niles Abstin. So that. Part two will be dropping on Thursday. Um, yeah, we got a fun game. 23 questions. It's going to be dope as fuck. 23 questions, PGM style. You guys, yeah, like, you don't you want to know the answer? If Kevin Garnett, if six foot 11 Kevin Garnett um, tells you that your woman tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios, how are you responding? Find out, find out our answers on part two, okay? Find out our answers, okay? So, look, you guys know the vibes. Thank you for uh, for listening. Um, you can follow us, Purple and Gold Mines. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, YouTube at Purple Gold Mines. So, yeah. Um, you guys know the vibes. Thank you for your support. And uh, uh, the season is here. The season is here. Yeah, Good times coming. We will we will see you for part two. Thank you very much. Peace. <laughs>